Welcome to the Couch Coaches with Breaking News. As always, I am your host, Lacey Kay, with my co-host, Drew Hale, and my other co-host, Rachel. What's up, guys? Yo, yo. Hey, guys. So, I mean, I was really excited because we were going to start off this episode with good news and something I was really looking forward to talk about. Uh, the good news is debatable. Uh, well, we'll see. But more serious, important news that needs to be talked about first, all transpired within when we're rec- recording today. Um, Cream Hunt is gone. Bye bye. Um, he the his video from an incident that happened this past February came out released by TMZ, and within the course of the day, not only did it come out, but he was put on the commissioner's exempt list, so he would have been out indefinitely until taken off. And then a couple hours later, was then cut. Um, it was reported that he'd be cut by the Kansas City Chiefs, and so we're gonna jump right into it. Um, there's a lot that goes into this decision, and just to start it off before we break it down more. Tell me what you think, Drew. Yeah, I mean, <clears throat> where where to start? Where to start? I mean, um, uh, uh, shocked, obviously, is is it's the hard first thing be, I yeah. could say, right? I mean, <clears throat> I, I feel like it was only last year when we were talking about Ray Rice. I know it wasn't obviously right. But we were talking about Ray Rice, but it's still recent uh, memory, right? And and the you know the scandal involved, not even a scandal, right? I mean, he just he just punched a bitch in the mouth. You know what I'm saying? Like that was not okay. So uh, so you know he did that and he got suspended, um, but initially only for four games, and then there was like some back and forth with it, and that's when the NFL really really put in place their zero tolerance, right? I mean that's when they went black and white, right? Like the league, the shield will not tolerate this behavior from any player. What I think is so crazy that is that Ray Rice wasn't a top four or top five running back in the league. Uh, Kareem Hunt is. So this is a, a significant impact to a franchise and an organization. So, uh, I mean, I, I'm shocked. I mean, it's crazy. Uh, I'm excited to start talking about some of the details. Uh, but, man, I mean, it, it's nuts. Rachel, what about you? Yeah. Rach just got some info on it, too. So uh, excited <laughs> yeah, to hear take. I don't really know too much about um, Well, we'll get about, into it, and then you'll be able to throw your two cents yeah. into it. Is, he's, he's young, right? Oh, yeah. Yeah. He's yeah. very young. How old is he? I think he's 23. 23, 24. Yeah. Oh, my gosh. Yeah, he's young. Um, He's only in his second year. I was going to so, say, wow. Second year breakout star, too. I mean, literally, it's funny because he was literally in the seat this coming season for big money. I mean, they were looking to sign him early. Uh, to get him locked into a huge contract. And we're talking a contract that was going to be worth, obviously, in the teens of millions of dollars. Uh, currently still on a rookie deal, probably valued around 600000 to one point five, you know, somewhere in that ballpark. I mean, little to no money. I mean, they're giving this guy. I literally just fabricated those numbers, so I have no idea what he's making. I'm about to Google it. But, uh, yeah, it's crazy. Well, back on February 10th, um, he had this altercation with a woman. Uh, it was early in the morning, but basically the video released today showed him having to be held back by other people around, whether his friends or group or whatever, um, but pushed over this girl. She seemed to be in his face, but pushed over the girl, had to be held back. She kept going. It showed him out of shot, come back, push someone else into her. They both fall over, and then while she's down, also kick her before being pulled off. <clears throat> but my question is, the team, the team knew about this. Now they talked to him beforehand. He denied it happened. Then obviously TMZ video came out with it today, and he was promptly released. But the thing is, I want to know how much did the video matter? Do you think if the video came out, would would he be off the team? Because obviously they knew about it. So was it just the fact that he lied to the team? 
saying that never happened, which was the case, or is it the fact that it actually came out to be in front of people's faces and the team felt like they had to make this move? You know, I think what's interesting when we start talking about this, right, is uh, number one, worth noting the girl was 19, right? But not wildly crazy for a 23-year-old running back star. I mean, that's fine. But here's what's so nuts, right? And I think my take on it is this. I don't know. Remember the Baltimore Ravens borderline stuck with Ray Rice until the end, right? So I think the Kansas City Chiefs stands, which what was funny was this. So when when you put somebody on, on the commissioner's list, right, okay, the commissioner's exempt list, what's interesting is even if you release that player, because he was released with you on the list, he still cannot participate in a practice or a regular season game until removed, even if he yeah, signs he with another team. Yeah, anything while on the commissioner's um, list. <clears throat> so what's interesting about that is they do it and then release him, right? So they could have obviously just released him, right? I think the issue was I, I saw something come through on one of the news articles I was reading where uh, you know, where, 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 where people who were close to the Kansas City executives uh, were talking with news personalities and were really talking about like, hey, listen, you don't even know the ruling yet. Like, like, what if he is exonerated from this, right? Like, I mean, what what if we can come up with some doctored stuff? What if, like, this was all a hoax, whatever? Um, and the Kansas City Chiefs, r- reportedly at least, right, what the executive had said basically was their stance on it was that they didn't care because it was a matter of integrity. To them, it was this video proves that their version of the story, which they are not releasing, right, for respect for Kareem and the, the discussions they have behind closed doors, but their version of the story did not match what the video had showed, which which violates the integrity of Kareem Hunt to their to their organization. And they said that they have a zero tolerance policy, obviously, for domestic violence, but they have a bigger tolerance against, you know, against anyone with an integrity issue in the Kansas City Chiefs locker room anywhere, right? Lying to personnel and and trying to cause a, a, a cast a shadow of deceit, you know, will not be tolerated by any player of any position, regardless how important they feel they are to the franchise. To me, that's the biggest, that's the biggest staple that they made, basically just saying, we don't care. If you're going to lie to us, we don't want you as part of our franchise. And for them to make that statement with Kareem Hunt, man, I'm going to tell you right now, Top everybody six, in that seven, locker room, yeah, everybody in that locker room, right, is thinking to themselves, damn, I am replaceable, right? I mean, they sent that message to the rock locker room of nobody, nobody. If, if Kareem can get released for this without even, like, a, a fair trial per se, right? I mean, the video is enough evidence for me personally, right? But, I mean, without even going through the commissioner's stance, right? And, I mean, geez, that, that's huge. That's huge. See, I'm very conflicted on this whole situation for a couple of reasons, so I'll backtrack a little bit. Domestic violence is never okay. I don't care if it's on a female. I don't care if it's on a male. Whatever. It's not okay, all right? You have to have better control. In a player's position, you have to have even more control because you've been doing this almost your whole life to reach this point. So to fuck up like that is just ridiculous, let alone it shouldn't happen to begin with. But I wonder, there's good and bad ways to handle it. Every team handles it differently. I admire the fact that Kansas City cut the gentleman, not gentleman, cut the guy because of the fact that one, he lied, about the whole thing, which means they can't trust him. And two, because of what he did, they just straight out cut him. They didn't wait to see the result. They didn't wait to see what Goodell was going to say. They didn't want to hear a rebuttal or an excuse from Hunt about why he told him something different or that it didn't happen or whatever. They straight up cut him. 
Okay? So, I, I respect that. Other teams, they'll try to rehabilitate the player. Which, if they're doing it for the right reasons and doing it for the player, I also admire. Because it shows that they're having their players back, depending on the situation, whether drugs or whatever, to try and help them out. So, if an organization takes that route, I'm fine with it. But the reason I question the whole situation with the Kansas City Chiefs is because, like I said, they knew about it beforehand. The idea that he possibly assaulted a woman, okay, wasn't enough for them to not draft draft him, not cut him then. They had to talk with him. The fact that he lied and came out and showed that he lied is their major, major staple point for cutting them. So are they... Are they valuing the fact that he was dishonest? Are they saying that's worse than the fact that he he beat a woman? Or, you know, if, like I said a couple minutes ago, if the video never came out, would have they done anything? If they even found out new information? Is it just to save face for the <clears throat> franchise? I, I would like to say no. And mainly because, right, I mean, I understand the video you're putting out there, obviously, you're saying to yourself now, like, now they have to do it, right? Like, they have no choice because of the video. I think the only problem is, right, like, the video is the proof. You know what I mean? Otherwise, it's a it's a he said, she said situation, right? And you've got a running back. By the way, I looked it up. He's making about $775,000 a year, okay? You've got a top five running back in the league. If you release a player because of every accusation that comes up about them, I mean, you're, no one's going to have a football team. I mean, these are NFL stars. Everybody and their mother wants to get some kind of leverage on some of these people, right? Fans that are against those teams, right? They want to write in mail to, oh, this person did this. Oh, this person did that, right? And they want to get involved in all this kind of stuff. So I think that – I think with respect to Kareem Hunt prior to the video coming out, right, I think if I'm a GM and I hear all this stuff – and I don't, I don't know the position of GMs in right in the NFL, but I would imagine they're hearing a lot of this. There's a lot of white noise that you've got to drown out and focus on your team and, and focus on your franchise. And until you get proof and 100% fact that something happened, I think to some degree you've got to give that benefit of the doubt to that person that says, hey, listen, you're in the spotlight. A lot of people probably don't like you, whether it's because they don't like the team, they don't like how you carry yourself, whatever it is. So for that reason, I think that You've got to say, like, man, this could maybe not be true. You know what I mean? I, I, I just think it's overwhelming. You get more overwhelmingly negative stuff about your players in the league, I think, than you get overwhelmingly positive because of the culture that we're in, right, the, the, the divide that we're in as a country, just generally all the fucking time. So I think that, like, that being said, I, I, I think they did the right thing, and I don't know that there was a better time to do it. I, I, agree. I agree in the sentiment that, I mean, this, this whole country is based off innocent until proven guilty. Absolutely. Okay? There, when, once you hit a certain role in life where you're looked at as a celebrity, no matter whether it's an athlete, an actor, a musician, you know, model, whatever, people are going to try to take advantage of that. So you can't go off straight allegations, okay? You have to go off the police report in this situation. If there's actual any physical proof, they decide to roll with a player that they thought they could trust and had his back until proven otherwise, which then they made the cut. The only... So I don't have a problem with that, and I under, and I totally agree with what you were saying. My only problem with the whole situation is they cut him right after videos released. But you know who's still on the team? Tyreek Hill. Tyreek Hill back in 2015, okay, was had assault charges against him because not only did he punch in the face and stomach his pregnant girlfriend, but choked her out as well. 
was given three-year probation, and as long as he followed it, nothing would be on his record. Chiefs drafted him anyway. He's still on the team. And that was proven that he did in the court when he was given three-year probation. So how does him punching in the face and stomach and choking his pregnant girlfriend at the time allow him to still be on that team, but Kareem Hunt isn't? Listen, I mean... I. <laughs> there's there's no way I'm going to be sitting like in a position a to double, defend. You know, no, yeah, yeah. I'm you know not what asking I mean? you to defend. defend I'm just violence. saying that it, it makes it seem like there's a double standard. Like Kansas City's trying to save face because of the whole Kareem Hunt thing, but Tyreek Hill's still on the roster. After, if you really want to say, if you want to try and grade him out, sounds like a worse allegation. I would agree. Okay, than what Kareem Hunt did, even in one with seeing the video, but he's still on the team. So where does wow. this organization really... Where you're saying, where's work? the line? Where's yeah. the line? Yeah. yeah. Oh, man, that's a really good question. You know, I I got to tell you this, okay? I, I was, you know, I, I know... I'm sorry if I blindsided you. No, no, you didn't. I, I, listen, I know about the, the uh, you know, the, the Tyree Kill allegations and, you know, what has been, uh, you know, what his wife has said, come out and said, basically, like, he did, but he kind of didn't do, like, I'm not pressing charges, it's all good. You know what I mean? Like, going through that process with him and, like... I didn't obviously expect you to bring it back up, but I, I, listen, I can't sit here and say like, hey, that's okay, but Kareem Hunt isn't. You know, obviously neither are fucking okay, right? Yeah. I mean, like both is shit, but I think the I think the other side of the coin, right, is keep in mind when Tyree Kill did that, and listen, I'm not saying this is a pass, it's not a pass, but in 2015, Tyree Kill was like 18 years old. You know what I'm saying? Like, I'll tell you right now, I've done some really fucking stupid stuff at 18 years old. But like, did you ever I, beat a chick? Seven times. No, I'm just kidding. No, I've never beat a chick, right? I get it. I understand. I totally understand, right? But, you, you know, this goes back to the, uh, you know, listen, this goes back to the old infamous phase, right? Nothing good happens after 2 a.m., right? And, like, the Tyree Kill thing, or ironically enough, was like, uh, or not Tyree Kill, the Cream Hunt thing was like 3.34 a.m. Like, I remember seeing the time span stamp and hitting that in my head. Like, nothing good happens after 2 a.m. But, listen, I, I'm not saying because he was 18, like, it's cool. All I'm saying is, like, you can't... Um, I, I don't know. I, I I don't know. I don't know what I would do. Honestly, if I was a GM, I don't know what I would do. Rachel, what what, what do you got? Well, Come on, about, let's bring it back. Rachel, jump in. I just want to talk like, not just about the football players, but no, just in general. Go in ahead. general, with anybody, you know, it being uh, sports, it being with you know politicians, with everything, normal people, anybody, you know, that comes on the on the news, the radio, like every single thing about women. Uh, getting beat, getting raped, like all of this stuff that just keeps coming up. And I think, you know, a couple years ago, that other guy who... Tyreek Hill. Yeah. I don't remember his name. Um, you know, that was three years ago. And since then, a lot, especially this year, a lot of things have come up with, you know, men involving women and raping, beating and everything. And I think that's why the Chiefs were finally at their last point. They're like, all right, we're, we're done. Like, this already happened in the past. Like, that happened in the past. And... They can't really go back to him now that these new so interesting. Came. You're saying because you know, of the culture change. I, yes, that's what I'm trying to say. The like, country and the way the media yeah. handles it. And I think they're looking at it like you know, not just with their past players or not with like football. They're looking at everything, every everybody else in perspective, and they're like, oh well, this happened here, this happened here. You know, we need to finally. This already happened to us before. We don't need any more shit going on. So, le- so, so let me you ask know, you a question. So we're finally done. <clears throat> I like your perspective. Let me so ask you a question. I like the, do I like you, the way she came out. Do you think then that this is the Chiefs organization trying to save face? 
or do you think like it came? They're up? actually growing. I mean, yeah, obviously- hold on, hold on, hold on. That because that wasn't where I was going. Oh, okay. So, 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 do you think that it's them trying to save face, or do you think like the owner of the Chiefs, right, or someone in that front office, just literally threw their hands up when they got this news and said, you know what, that's fucking it. Get rid of this fucking guy. I don't give a shit about his story. Get fucking rid of it. Yeah, they of don't want to go through the same thing that they went through before. Because they're probably still, now that's probably going to get brought up now. You yeah. know, about what happened to For him. Sure. They're going to be 100%. like, oh, well, this Just happened like to Kareem. Was that his name? Right? Hunt. Kareem Hunt, yeah. 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 They're like, oh, well, what about the other guy? You know, Terrible, okay, yeah. now, now he's probably going to get thrown into the pot now. Well, we're, Stuff's going to come up about him now well, because they're going to say exactly what you did. Well, what about him? Like, oh, he's still on the team, but all of a sudden, you know... I mean, keep in mind though. I'm keep in mind gone, but... the the only thing that the only the only caveat to this the only thing Tyree Kill has going for him and that's fucking disgusting for me to say as a human being given the circumstance right but is the fact that that he wasn't under an obligation to the shield at the time of the incident. No, he was in college. So so the player so the team had to accept kind of responsibility for what comes of that situation yeah, like, as they draft. So him. all of that stuff happened before he was even on the team. Correct. Yes. It all happened okay, before he was even okay, in Kansas City. Okay, that's even worse. Yeah. No. So they knew about it and, and they, they still, still drafted. That's him. okay. Yes. That's even worse. Yeah, correct. Well, this isn't this isn't saying Kareem Hunt or Tyree Kill are not pieces of shit. Okay. It's I I like the perspective you brought from it, Rachel, because with the growing collection of incidents that are happening in today's culture and the way people are reacting to them it makes a lot of organizations other people outlets whatever have to be less passive and more aggressive with how they handle these situations and if they employ someone who does um and tyree kill happened in college the one that happened before back in 2015 and they drafted him anyway um kareem hunt they drafted and this happened after he was on the team but it is interesting to see, you know, Hill's allegation was arguably worse. I would say so. Um, but he's still on the team. It, it's interesting, like you said, I brought it up, but it's because of some of the reaction people had when That's what, Kareem you know, Hunt was taken. They're like, well, you yeah. cut Hunt. Good job. But are you trying to save face because Hill's still on your team? You know what I mean? And from a pure football perspective, this greatly, greatly hurts this organization and this team because he is a major factor not only on that team but in that league but from a decent human being standard uh outside the shield standard it was the right move to make my the reaction has just been so varied and the thing is you know and i hope you agree with me on this drew that if and when he's taken off the commissioner's list hunt someone's gonna claim him I don't, I don't think so. You don't, don't think, think so. so? No, because remember, Ray Rice, okay, the Ray Rice situation, right? There wasn't people waiting to sign Ray Rice either based on the fact that he was cleared out. No. Baltimore stood by him for a while until the shit started getting too deep, and then they pieced out Boy Scout. I just think that, you know, to, to piggyback on Rachel's point for just a second, I don't think there's a franchise that, like, really, really want... Uh, frankly, listen, here's the deal. I don't think he's getting cleared of it. I think it is what it is, and I think we've seen enough. But, I, I, I mean, listen, I don't know if this is an indefinite suspension or a year or two-year or three-year suspension. Uh, but remember, Ray Rice's, I don't think, was indefinite. I'll Google again, no, it again, but I think indefinite. it was a one-year suspension. He was suspension. allowed to come back. Yeah, um, but nobody picked him up because of is, what it brought. Kareem Hunt's a lot younger than Ray Rice was at the time. Sure. A lot more talented at the time. No question. Okay. I just feel like... But, but here's the thing, though. If, but, he, if he's let off the list, 
you don't think, especially if it's after a year or so, it's kind of kind of fade from people's minds, and you know, someone like uh, listen, man. the John Gruden this Raiders isn't... are not gonna be like, yo, <laughs> yo, star talent, cheap price. Oh like, man, Rachel, wow, what were you gonna up. say on it? That's fucked up. Um, no, I was, I was just gonna, you know, the same thing. I like about him getting picked up if you yeah. get rid of him. Whatever. Like once he clears the the commissioner's yeah. list, if he's ta- if, if he's well, ta- if he's taken off. I'm sh- I would oh, put I'm, money yeah. on the fact that one of the 31 other teams in the league are going to put in a claim for him. I, I, I so. see. I disagree with that, too. Yeah? Now, like, um, I don't know much about any kind of football, but um, I think he's not going to get picked up because um, everybody is starting to take everything so seriously. And, you know, with all the other things that have happened... Um, they're, they just don't, they don't want any shit because, you know, everybody still remembers everything that happened in the past and even if they do, even if he does get picked up, people, no matter what happens, you know, it's going to make headlines of so-and-so, oh, he's on this team, he's on that team, you know, there's going to be those people out there that bring up the subject and as I was, I was trying to say before, um, like with this whole thing with Kareem now, like everybody is talking about it. Every single buddy. You know, you don't have to be a fan of football. Like, Trump's probably talking about it. Like, everybody's talking about it. So the Chiefs are finally like, you know what? I don't want this shit happening again because it happened before. And they're just, they want it to be done. So people you know, stop I, talking about it. I, I agree with you on the Chiefs. For sure, they're not going to sign him. And Lacey's question being yeah. around the other teams. And I, mean, I agree with you 100%. Why, I think that's why they were like, okay, we're done with him. Like, yeah. We're done. Because this happened before. We don't want the same exact thing happening again. And it's still going on three years later. You know, I'm still, I'm sure people still bring up the fact that it happened with the other guy. I don't remember his name. You know, yeah, because I think the other thing is, too, like, if you pick him up and nobody picked up Ray Rice. And I'm bringing Ray Rice back only because it was the most recent, recent memory of the same position. Okay, so now you're looking at it, and it's like, hey, so um, uh, what's going on here? You know, you uh, you picked up Kareem here, but you didn't go after Ray Rice. What happened there? And like, nobody's gonna whisper to the reporter, like, yeah, but did you see Kareem's forty time? <laughs> like, you know what I'm saying? Like, yeah, nobody's gonna like, be like, yeah, look, like, listen, I get it, but do you see Kareem's younger and he's faster and he's more talented? No, and it's gonna, gonna be like, okay, cool. So domestic violence was cool, but because he's dom- because he beats women, but he's fast. Like, you're going to let him on your football team. Like, that's going to be the headline, and nobody's dealing well, with Well, don't get me wrong. Nobody. In a minute or two, I'm, I'm going to sink your argument right right from the start. But Michael Vick and no, the no, dog no, no. shit. I was going to say, <laughs> I, that, was, that wasn't even going to go. I could uh, throw it back to when Ray Lewis was charged with murder I was and still say, allowed to play. I remember a 100%. lot of, like, so many things with all these football players. And I think another, another thing. He killed thing, that guy, by the way. 100%. Another thing. He's a Hall of um, Famer. It's okay. <laughs> So you can kill people when you're a Hall of Famer. Apparently. <laughs> I think no, that it, means you could be a Hall of Famer while you killed somebody. Go on. Sorry, Rachel. Go on. Thank you. Thanks. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I think it, it all comes down to money, too. Because. <laughs> um, <laughs> I do, because, you know. Not um, today. How, oh, what, well, here, what team is Ray Rice on again? Ray Rice, Ray Rice was, was on the Baltimore the Ravens. Ravens. He used to be on the Ravens. Okay. So I'm sure, you know, a lot of fans liked him. A lot of people liked him. And sure. then. Once all that stuff came up, bam. No fans, no money, nobody's buying their stuff. Oh, the stadium was boycotted Boom. for the next game. Exactly. By so, the Women Against Domestic Violence Association. Yeah. Boycotted. Money, 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 money. This is why the Chiefs are like, yeah, we're, we're, we're going to lose him. You know, we're going to lose all the money he's making. But we're going to lose even more money if we keep him. 
Cool. And let, me, let me sink your if phone. If anybody your tries, you know, if anybody wants to pick him up, we're not going to get money because they're going to see him as, you know. Let me sink both your arguments right now. Mason Foster was drafted last season. Oh, here we go. Had okay. a great year. Um, during the course and before he was drafted, was accused of domestic, domestic violence twice. Got a third one during last year. He's been playing down this year after being hurt. Was charged again with oh another course God. of, of uh, abuse. 49ers cut him the very next day, being two, three days ago, the Redskins claimed him off waivers. But here's the difference. No, 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 no. Hold on, hold on. Time out, time out. Here's the difference. He was never convicted. Never. And I'm not saying Neither that... Neither Hold on. I know I'm not saying that he was. was. And I'm was, not there, saying that, was there like hard proof? <clears throat> yeah. No, no there was, was no court. video. He was in court. There was no video. Yeah, he was in court, but there was no video. Like, he, and that seems to be maybe, the ongoing thing, though. No, there has to be like no hard... There's no video like, out there. Yeah, like but visual I just tell you proof. Enough proof Everybody for the, the studio to charge him. Hold on. Time out. Everybody in the studio just did air quotations. <laughs> so I just want... I there just was enough proof for the court to charge him. Okay? Enough for him to get probations and suspensions okay so if they, there's enough for the court out there in the real world that, and for a team to cut him and then the next day the redskins claimed him now mason foster was also put on the commissioner's list after the redskins claimed him so he can't play either unless he's taken off that was my, my point, point being there was a team still to pick him up yeah hold yeah, on exactly. hold on he, he, even though he's good he's not as good as cream hunt Oh, obviously, right? The only thing I'm saying is this, right? Number one, he hasn't been convicted yet. And I'm not and Kareem Hunt hasn't either, right? No. Nope. But Kareem's hunt argument is is in irrelevant because there's video evidence of him kicking a woman in the fucking chest. Alright? Like that is different. Okay? Foster does not have that evidence against him that we have seen. Maybe it's circulating in the court system. Here's the deal. If he's convicted, he's out of the league. Indefinite suspension. There it is. Done. Game over. We're never having this conversation again. He went on the commissioner's list. He can't play or practice. The only thing he can do is have, have use of the rehab facility on the team's site, on, on the team's uh, 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 training yeah. facility. Yeah. So, like, you know, it's going to be irrelevant if he gets convicted or there's that much evidence, right? The thing is that, in this case, the Kansas City Chiefs ownership were the judge, jury, and executioner. They saw enough in that footage to guarantee that this guy is getting convicted if, if obviously if the charges are brought against them. And even if they're not, they know for a fact that it happened beyond question and they're out. Yeah. So I'm, I'm not saying Kansas City didn't act more admirably than a lot of the organizations in the league would or that the NFL would in general. I'm not saying that. I'm just saying there will be a team that will see Kareem Hunt out there after a little bit of dead time and be like, mm. you know what? People will kind of dead off it other guys are going to pick up we're going to pick them up we all right need re- help. really quick for a for a backseat board and we have to move on we have to and we've spent way too much time on this topic i mean it was good though i liked i love the debate but before we get into it right we're going to go with round table lacy you obviously feel like he's getting picked up i feel like he deserved to be cut i question the chief's motives and that eventually if he's taken off the commissioners list will eventually be picked, be picked okay up. so you think he's getting picked back up rachel what do you think i don't think so you don't think a team's touching him not with a 10-foot pole no okay great I agree. I don't think a team's touching them. Well, I want you all to weigh in. Listen, seriously, weigh in. Okay, we're going to button up this episode. I want you guys to get it at us on Facebook. I want you to weigh in on this episode. Comment up. Do you think Kareem Hunt is going to be picked back up after these allegations drop? And listen, if you have a heated enough argument, right, for one way or another, I want you to inbox us, and we're going to call you in. Okay, we're going to get you called in on an episode so we can hear you and hear out your point. Okay? And do you think the Chiefs handled it the right way? Yeah, right. Everything involved in the Kareem Hunt situation. Just give us your whole opinion. Right. Yeah. Everything all in. We want to hear it. Uh, we want to get you on the episode. We'll get you on. Uh, we'll get you on the air and, and, and figure it out from there. So so. But let's move on. Kareem Hunt, right. super yeah. interesting topic. We had to talk about it super for a while. Up. Yep. But uh, let's let's keep okay. going. What so else you got? On a, on a lighter note, Le'Veon Bell. All right. He was on Instagram <laughs> as he always is, 
And the NFL posted a thing about the Colts and Andrew Luck, and he commented on it with, could you imagine, with a bunch of looking up eyes. So I don't know if that's a clue or him just having fun with the fans or whatever, but could you imagine Le'Veon Bell on the Indianapolis Colts? Well, man, first of all, listen. That that would be the most dangerous shit in the world, right? I mean, listen, the, the Colts, the Colts have the cap room without question because they've got no fucking stars they're paying because they have nobody, right? So I mean, they've got the cap room, and here's what's crazy, right? With nobody, keep in mind, and I'm going fucking luck fanboy here for a second, so everybody go, oh my god, here we go. Rachel so, is. I know, rolled her eyes already. So here's the, here's a nut stat, okay? Here's a nut stat. Andrew Luck has nobody. Okay, again, we've already established this. I'm not going into it again. T.Y. Hilton. Andrew, right, that's it. The <laughs> end. So, and Eric Ebron now, but he did shit up until now. Oh, he's been so, good this year. So, Andrew Luck uh, scored 21 or more fantasy points in eight straight games. Okay, I'm getting to get, get into fantasy a little bit later on, but I want all the fantasy fans to stick on this stat. He scored 21 or more fantasy points in eight straight games. There have only been two players in the history of NFL since fantasy is being recorded that have ever scored more or, or or scored the same in a longer streak. And that's LT, right? My boy. And Aaron Rodgers. The <laughs> only two people to ever score consecutive 21. Here's what here's what's crazy though. Do you know what's nuts? Do you know what it took Aaron Rodgers to do it? 2011. They had the second highest score. They won scoring... the Super Bowl? Oh. <laughs> so, um, so uh, in 2011, right, Aaron Rodgers and the Green Bay Packers had the second highest scoring offense in league history all time, okay? That's what it took for Aaron Rodgers to do it. And remember, remember the elite team they had in 2011. We're talking James Jones, Jordy yeah. Nelson, yeah. Randall Cobb, at that time still Greg Jennings, you know what I mean? I mean, like, they had a, a, a relatively elite offense, okay? Top three offense in the league. Who was the running back? Without question. Uh, they had, um, uh, James Starks actually started, I think. Oh, okay. Um, so they had this elite offense, all right, at the time. Andrew Luck is doing it with no one. He's doing it with T.Y. Hilton and Eric Ebron. Like, can somebody fucking let that sink in? Like, is that not the craziest fucking stat in the goddamn world? And we don't, I'm not going to sit here and talk about LaDainian Tomlinson's greatness. I mean, there's nobody that's going to argue that he's one of no, the greatest shows no, on, on absolutely. turf. Absolutely. And, uh, you know, so he deserves that, right? But for a quarterback to do that over eight straight games and him be the only the second quarterback in the history of the NFL to ever do it, Jesus Christ. B- bring it bring it on, Le'Veon. Bring I mean, it on. I'm sure the viewers know how we both feel about Luck and how we were talking about Bell, okay? But Le'Veon Bell already has been with arguably the greatest receiver in the league right now uh-huh. and before a top quarterback. So you're now, gonna, he's not, now he's not, on. Roethlisberger is not the past couple seasons been playing to where Luck is. Not even going to say that because that's okay, just not the case. Say, hold on. Luck would definitely be an improvement. So he's getting an improvement there. But you're still leaving a team that I think has overall more talent than where he would be going and couldn't accomplish anything. But you know what they have? They've got cap space. That's true. That's true. If, if management knows how to use it, if they're finally going to know how to build a team, which... They showed some positive signs in, the, in this past offseason with drafting certain players, you know, letting him come back his own time, keeping the backup just in case at QB. But I, I think you're just being more hopeful in this situation than I am. Oh, I would agree. I've already said that Le'Veon Bell, I think, is going to the Jets. I mean, like, I've, I've already made that statement. I would love to see him in Indianapolis, though. I think it makes sense. The problem is, 
here's my only fear, right, in Indianapolis, which isn't my same fear in New York in the Jets, is Indianapolis is winning a lot of games, but they're winning games because they're putting up 27, 31, 32 points and winning by like two or three. Like, that's just unsustainable. You know what I mean? I mean, that's the true Andrew Luck carrying the franchise, right, that we've seen before. Like, that's unsustainable. Sure, you get Le'Veon, maybe you put up an extra seven points a game, which is serious in the NFL, right, which they would obviously do. Marlo Mack, I mean, he's a significant upgrade, right? So they would clearly do that. But, you know, you can only ride so far on offense alone. You know, having no defense is, you know, you just can't do it. And that's the exact place the Colts are in right now. All right, so not from Le'Veon's perspective, and this is just an opinionated question here. Do you think the Jets or the Colts would benefit from him more? Who? Um, I don't know that any one would benefit more than the other. Listen, I think, is your question where would he be more productive as a player? Or what franchise would get a more positive impact from adding him? Uh, which team would end up doing better oh, if he the was Colts. a part of it? The Colts, unquestionable. You think? Well, because they're already, like, because better is relevant, right? Would the Jets have a better record? Of fucking course they would, right? Would they see a higher percentage of improvement? Sure. But he'd be running behind a offensive line that's probably ranked 25th, 24th in the NFL, right? I mean, they don't have a great O-line in New York. Uh, last time I checked, Andrew Luck got sacked once in eight weeks. So, I mean, seriously, I'm just saying he's going to a better offensive line without question in Indianapolis. Right now, thanks to Quentin Nelson, probably one of the top five best offensive lines in football this season is what Andrew Luck is standing behind. I I mean, he absolutely is more productive in Indianapolis. I was just curious because, I mean, if he went to Indianapolis, it would still be Andrew Luck's team. So I'd still think it'd be more of a passing team, which still works for Which is what's good for him. Right, which is good for him. But... And you keep the defense on. But I also think that division's a lot harder overall than it would be in the AFC East. Because in the AFC East, all you have really that's going to factor in is the Patriots. Okay? Bills, Miami, where if you go to the AFC South, you got Tennessee, which is up and coming. You have Houston, who's here now. You have Jacksonville, who should be able to turn around, at least on the defensive part, and create problems there. I'm not saying... I just think you would see a greater factor if you went to New York with only a second-year quarterback in Sam Darnold than if he went to Indy. I don't disagree with you, but I think to that point is the reason why he should end up in Indy more and why ownership should fight for him more. Oh, I think they're he gets a more the choice, competitive... he should want to go to Indy out of the two. I think Indy should want him more than New York because, to your point, they're in a more competitive division. Oh, absolutely. They need more differentiators, and Le'Veon Bell... I mean, I don't care where he plays. The guy's a game changer. He's going to get touches, and he's going to find holes. You could put him against the worst offensive line in football, and Le'Veon Bell's an X-factor. Like, we can't forget how generational of a talent this guy is. I mean, like, I have never seen anybody run the football since LaDainian Tomlinson, literally, <laughs> than I have Le'Veon Bell. I mean, it's it's majestic as fuck. I mean, it's crazy. It's seriously nuts. It's it, Nobody does it like Le'Veon Bell. He created his own running style. Literally, no one's ever seen it. It's crazy. Last question before you move on. Going into next year, where do you have him in your running back rankings? Depends where he goes. 100%. No, I just mean from a talent perspective. Because oh, he's going to be off the year. He's off the year, and you got to see other running backs still perform. Oh, yeah. Top three. Top three still? Yeah, for sure. Okay. Again, like, because, again, we... we People fucking literally called us out for forever that we were insane 
that we would have Andrew Luck coming back from an injury in our top five quarterback conversation. Guess what? Andrew Luck's a fucking top five quarterback today in the oh, NFL absolutely. right now. Yeah. One year back from literally a career-ending injury for, for some others, right? I mean, come on. I'm not taking anything away from he's Bell. He, I think he's still going to come back and still hit the group of four. But I think right now, you could argue the fact that he's floating right around 3-4. Uh, who would you have ahead of him? Uh, Zeke and Gurley. Obviously. That's okay. why he puts he's three on mine. And the potential that everyone laughed at me about, but where he factored in and what he could be and what he's done so far this year and what he could what he might be at next year is right in that level, Saquon Barkley. Uh, Too early for you to call? I'm not ready. Okay. But that's where I would have him. So three, four. But all right, moving on to the original opener to what we were going to do to the show before the hunt news. The highest rated Thursday night football <laughs> game of course of all of time course. of course okay. of the real course. cream of the crop of course the Cowboys Saints game from Thursday night what do you think oh my god I, I'm gonna give you all of my time you're gonna give me all of all your of time. my time to talk about. Let, let me ask you some questions okay. about this one okay um, so a couple quick questions I have immediately out of the gate for this game for you, right? Because I know, obviously, it's your team. You're heated. You're involved. You should have seen me when I was listening to it at work. I (laughs) bet. So let me ask you a question. Obviously, one of the lowest scoring games. Absolutely. I mean, for sure. I mean, 13-10, right? 13-10. So, first of all, to hold Drew Brees to 10 points, remarkable, right? Hands to, to your defense, seriously. But let me ask you a question. Number one, do you think... Your offense's pace played a bigger role than your defense did in holding Drew Brees to 10 points. It played, uh, it was one of the bigger parts, one of the biggest parts that you need to do for that game, but was it bigger than the defense? No. And I say that because of the, the fact that how many times the offense screwed up that made the defense go back on the field more than not. 10 points. Do you know what the lowest scoring point total the Saints put out this year before that game? 21. 21. Do you know what they were averaging throughout the season? 26 and a half. Right around 37 points. Wow, that's I was way low. I, I shotgunned both of those. Yeah. I was pretty so confident. You were right 21. on the first one. The first one was pitch perfect. 21 points was the lowest total beforehand. They've been averaging right around 35 to 37 points the whole year. They were locked out in the first half, not scoring any points. Drew Brees only had 30-some yards throwing, and they only had 50-some yards of offense as I think that's, that was Drew Brees' lowest half from a yards perspective in his career. Well, he ended up finishing with the lowest yards in his New Orleans career, and I think the second lowest in his entire career against that defense. They scored 10 points the whole game, and you could argue because of one of the many problems and mistakes the Cowboys made, they only got 10 points because of it. Because if you remember in the third quarter, they were it was 13-3. Dallas defense held them. They had to punt, and then they got a roughing the punter on New Listen, Orleans, which kept the drive going. And two plays later, they scored their only touchdown in the game. Keep in mind, though, there were bad calls both sides. Oh, of the absolutely. Game. Yeah, I'm not arguing that. That was honestly the absolutely. worst officiating game I've seen all year. There was horrible calls on far. both sides. They missed the head, helmet-to-helmet on Jalen Smith yep. when he hit Alvin Kamara. They miss an obvious face mask to Dak Prescott. Not to mention, I don't like that offsides that they called on Randy Gregory, and there were some holding calls missed on both sides as well. So, it was a very badly called game. Not arguing that. Both teams have a right to gripe. 
my point being, and that was a penalty. That that roughing the punter was definitely a penalty. It was well deserved. I'm just sure. saying they make that mistake, which is the only reason New Orleans got that touchdown to begin with. But that's just football. Yeah, no, that's just football. My point being, it could have been worse. Okay? Oh, agreed. So it's just insane. The Dallas Cowboys held the Saints to season lows in points, passing yardage, total yardage, first downs, yards per play, yards after contact, and time of possession that they've had all year. That is literally one stat for every day of the week. Okay? If you, one if I, stat for every day of the week. If I told you <laughs> before the game that Zeke wasn't going to hit 100 yards rushing and that the Dallas Cowboys were going to get sacked seven times and they were going to lose the, lose the turnover battle, what would you think was going to happen? Well, right. Yeah, obviously. You right. know what I mean? Saints are going to win the game, sure. So it's just there's so much I want to talk about. Leighton Van Der Esch was a beast. Jalen Smith was a beast. The tank was a beast. The whole defense, top to bottom, played great. My only fear from this, and I know it's, I'm not trying to be a wet blanket, is I fear that it helps Jason Garrett. Uh, because this is my point. I think the only reason, how far they have to get for him to be able, in my opinion, to keep his job is they have to at least make and compete in the NFC Championship. Whoa. I think anything less than that, he still deserves to lose his job. Because over the time span that he's been coach, he just has not shown enough. Because he always gets in this where he'll have a bad year, he'll start off bad, the team plays better, he keeps his job. You know what I mean? And over an eight-year span, that's just not good enough. So even though the team's rolling now, unless they get that far, I fear that he keeps his job. But, I mean... The Cowboys defense is the only defense in the NFL yet to give any offense that they faced 30 points. Okay? And Drew Brees, that was the first time he ever started 0 for 4 in passing attempts. That's 12 years. Just as a Saint. Okay? It was the first time the Saints were shut out in the first half in 72 games. So, let me ask you a question. Right? Go ahead. Do you think... This solidifies, this win solidifies your Dallas Cowboys as NFC East champions. No. Oh, NFC East champions? As long as they stay healthy, yes. yes. So you think it's their division to lose? Absolutely. Okay. Um, I still think they have a tough strength, matchup coming next week against strength, the Eagles. Well, listen, strength of schedule for the rest of the year, certainly in the Cowboys' favor. Um, I'm, well, yes, yes. They, they've only, they're only going to play one team as of right now with a winning record, and that's the Indianapolis Colts which should be a good matchup. But Eagles, I'm not going to sleep on. The Giants, even though they haven't been winning, are still playing better. Sure. They still have to play the Colts. So they still have a lot of matchups. And I think the other one's Tampa Bay they still have to play. Mm -hmm. So I definitely think it was in their favor. I still think they're the favorite. I don't put them ahead of the Saints or the Rams still in the conference. Oh, of course not. Now you'd be crazy. We were talking about last, uh, last episode we did how I think other than those two teams, they could compete and beat any other team in the NFC. Let me ask you a question on, on that note really quick. Yeah. Mitch Trubisky comes back healthy. Yeah. Playing at the level he's playing at. Yeah. The defense, you would argue, monsters of the midway are back in Chicago. Yeah. Cowboys. Based on, well, first of all, based on right now, right, the matchup the Cowboys are going to look at, right, is they're going to look at a, uh, I mean, you know, they're, they're kind of coming to a wild card. Jeez. I don't know. I don't know. I mean, as it sits right now, I mean, they could be stuck playing a team like, I don't know, Saints after that first wild card game. 
Yeah, Saints or Rams. Listen. Oof. Again, before, at home, bef- coming through New Orleans. Before this game, I would have said out of ten matches, the Saints would at least it, win at least seven of them. So they could take, so realistically, right, they're going to play Chicago. In Chicago. Theoretically, right? Let's Theoretically. just say Let's just say they're going to play Chicago in Chicago. Not a lot of teams have fared well against Chicago in Chicago, especially from a running game perspective. Let me ask you, do you think your relatively inexperienced, playoff-pressured Dallas Cowboys can come in to Chicago and beat that defense at the level they're playing at. Screw the offense, right? They've got weapons, right? They've got Tariq Cohen. Mitch Trubisky's playing really, really good. They've got Miller. I mean, they've got a lot of good weapons on that, uh, you know, on that, on that offense. Do you think they can really come into Chicago and hand Chicago a loss? Yes. Because, one, you're talking about a Bears team that hasn't been there in a while themselves, okay? True. So, there's not really that much a factor like this team has that playoff, you know. But that's what scares me. And, and two, the fact that the defense is the one you're like, don't worry about their offense, but the defense is the reason they're in and winning games anyway. So it would be most likely a defensive showdown, another low-scoring game. And if anything, even though Khalil Mack's on the other side, I like this Dallas defense top to bottom more than that Chicago defense. Wow. Zeke, because you got to worry about, tell me, who's going to cover Amari Cooper? Who's, who's also going to be able to... Compete with Zeke in and out. The the it's what my point is being is that even against the Chicago Bears, their way to win doesn't change. The offense is gonna have to do decent because that's all they're doing right now. I like like I said before, I love Dax intangibles. He has all the qualities you look for in a quarterback. It's just he makes bad decisions and has a hard time holding on to the football. So keep in mind, like, listen really quick, okay? Mm-hmm. So this past game, right? You talked about Amari Cooper, okay? Yeah. This past game. Amari Cooper was not necessarily the X Factor. So, uh, eight catches for 75 yards um, would have had more if Dak didn't miss on some throws. And sure. our number two, Michael Gallup, five catches, 76 yards. Again, could have had a touchdown. And, yeah. So I think Michael Gallup was your guy. Oh, I love okay? him. Okay, so here's my problem. I love Marshawn Lattimore. Okay, I really, really do. Yeah. But here's the problem with the Saints right now. They've got to rely on him one-on-one too much. Okay, and their defense has a challenging time doing it. The only reason, right? And by the way, Marshall and Lattimore probably led their team in tackles like this past week, right? But here's the deal, right? My problem is they don't have much more to rely on on the Saints defense. The Saints defense still is not a stellar defense. Their offense has just been outscoring opponents, right? That's all it's been. The difference is you go to Chicago and listen, Kyle Fuller stone hands himself, right? I mean, he obviously got an interception last week, but I mean, I think Kyle Fuller is a better one-on-one matchup against a guy like Amari Cooper, frankly, than I think Marshawn Lattimore is right now, because I think the team has the ability to double him and no, they don't have to stay honest in the running game because their front four is serious in Chicago. It's not like playing the Saints. I mean, you're not going to have a, a win. You know, listen, I'm not saying the Saints played good defense this past day. Listen, I mean, Dak Prescott went like, what, 24 of 28? You know what I mean? He had a, yeah. His passer rating was incredible. I mean, he had a, he certainly outplayed Drew Brees. But he still got sacked seven times and lost two fumbles. Right. Yeah. Against a Saints defense. Number I mean, one what rush happens? Defense. What is going to happen when they go to Chicago and, and they're well, lined up against Cleveland? To, to answer the way you said it, you're like, oh, what about Michael Gallup? I thought he was the thing. You're like, who's going to cover Michael Gallup if they're going to double team? Amari Cooper. Yeah, I don't know. Here's my here's my question though. 
is is Dak Prescott gonna have enough time in the pocket to find his second or that, third option? That would be a worry. That would be a worry. You know that he's sacked forty five times the most in the league this year, and we're not even at the end of the season. Um, so he's sacked forty five times. So they're the most sacked team. So that was gonna be a worry. But the thing is, even with that, they're still winning. Okay, because. Like you said, they're, if they double-team Amari Cooper, that takes away from what they're loading the box and seek. They just played the number one rush defense in the league, and he still got 76 yards, and with with his receiving, got for over 140 yards. Um, and so with that, Gallup, and like I said, the defense, they just they just held Drew Brees to 127 yards, a touchdown and a pick. Ridiculous, they, yeah, they, I'm with you. Ridiculous. Uh, Michael Thomas, five catches for 40 yards. Alvin Kamara, 11 carries for 36 yards. Mark Ingram, 7 carries for 27 yards. And I think you would argue argue that at least Kamara is better than Cohen and Howard. And you would argue that Michael Thomas is better than any receiver on the Bears. 100%. And you would argue Drew Brees is better than Trubisky. Obviously. So, that like I said, if anything comes to a defensive battle, which overall I just think better of the Cowboys, the only teams that I would still give a better chance of beating the Cowboys overall in that conference is the Rams and the Saints. I, I I just want to talk about Lane Vander Esch for the rest of the show. Can we do that? <laughs> can we just talk can about we just Lane do a bunch of wolf howls for, and, for forever? Uh, can I just I mean, say but, he should be the defensive rookie of the year? Here here's my problem though, right? My problem is like we're talking about a Cowboys team who to me right now is a one hit wonder. Literally, this game was a one-hit wonder for the Dallas Cowboys. You're forgetting a few weeks ago, they lost to the Tennessee Titans and Marcus Mariota with Team Nobody, and they gave up 28 points and only scored 14. Agreed, but that Team Nobody also beat your Patriots. Not your Patriots, but the, the Patriots. Patriots. Sure, you know awesome. I mean? Just last week, they gave up 23 points to Colt McCoy in Washington. At home in Dallas. I mean, I, listen... I, I'm not taking anything from your Cowboys, but like one good one-off game when Drew Brees is, uh, you know, all of his all of his animals died and he's working with a ruptured spleen. I'm just kidding. That's not true. But like, I just can't buy in every, listen, any given Sunday, is you only, got any given Thursday. The NFL defense, the Dallas defense is only allowing 18 points per game this season. To who? No, in average. In okay, average yeah, over I, the whole season. Dude, I'm totally with you. I'm totally with you. Let's go through every team with a winning record the Dallas Cowboys and, have and, ever played. And quick question. Isn't it a lot about what teams are hot at the right times? Because we see every sure. year teams that are hot at the beginning and die off. Sure. Kansas City. Um, sure. And we see teams that catch fire at the right time and ride it throughout the playoffs. So I understand how you're feeling, but... I've been preaching this because I've seen it coming for a while. I thought they were dead three weeks ago because they just couldn't get it together with the coaching staff, but they're finally putting the pieces from what I've seen together. Okay, And I'm just saying, what you see as a one-hit wonder, I feel like they're hitting their streak. And I'm not saying they're winning the Super Bowl, going to the Super Bowl or anything, but it's enough to get them into the playoffs and at least compete with almost any team in the playoffs right now. Listen, the, the best – here's what I thought. Okay, What's funny and the reason why I don't think this is going to work – is because I thought the Dallas Cowboys were going to run away when they scored 40 points on the Jacksonville Jaguars. On that elite defense, okay? They dropped 40 points. You know what happened the next week? They came back and lost to Washington. Do you know what happened the week after that? They lost to Tennessee. Like, I'm just not digging it, man. Yeah, I'm and, not and seeing it. I understand. It. But you know what? That elite Jacksonville defense aren't ranking or playing better than the Washington defense is this year, even though they have more talent. It's all depends on how you play, not whether you have talent or not, defense. because we see paper talent all the time. So, yes, we, they put up 40 on Jacksonville. I wasn't ready to claim them. I'm surprised we put up those points, because our offense just isn't built to put up points like that. It is to grind out the clock, not make mistakes, and let our defense take care of the other team. 
That's what we're built for. Running the ball, defense, clock management. It's old school approach. It, you don't see it much, and maybe that's why there's doubters. But as long as we cannot make mistakes and keep that up, we're going to compete. But as much as I still want to talk about Leighton Van Der Esch this game and answer any more questions you might have. <laughs> and answer any more questions uh, I think it's about have, time that we turn uh, to Drew's fantasy corner. What do you say? I, I, I'm ready for it. I'm ready for it. The only last uh, the only last Dallas thing I want to have, only because like this show is awesome because of because of the Dallas competition that we have going on here, right? So Because we can't time, talk about your Packers because they're of, irrelevant. Of course. Exactly. <laughs> I, I listen, I said that last week. So I mean you're not you know whatever. So the only team that Dallas has played this year that had a winning record at the time they played them and they won were the Washington Redskins. And New Orleans Saints' last game. The only two teams with a winning record at the time they played them that they actually beat were those two teams. I'm scared. All right. If I'm a guy. Right. Yeah, we'll see, I guess. Well, we, we'll see. You know what? This is you know what? I, think, I think this is the perfect time. Uh, Rachel, do you want to get this ready? I think it's about time we put our first official bet on the bet board. Ooh. Uh-oh. Right. Well, so like, really quick before we move on, let's let's sort out how exactly we're going to word this. Shotgun bet. But do you want to bet, and you could alter it here if you want, that the Cowboys at least not only win the division, make the playoffs, but win at least one playoff game? Because they're not going to play the Rams with the Saints in the first round. Sure, of course, of course. So do you think that's strong enough, or you want to add a little spice to it? Listen, I'm good with whatever you're thinking. I'm good with whatever you're thinking. You don't think too highly. So how about this, Rachel? The bet <laughs> is whether... Somebody's fired up! Whether... Well, I'm betting that the Cowboys make and win at least one game in the playoffs. Andrew is taking the otherwise. And what do you want to bet on it? So hold on one more time. You're betting the Cowboys not only, not only make the playoffs. Hold on, hold on. I mean, they're going to make the playoffs. Make the playoffs. Probably. And that's a gimme, sure. And that's what I said. And at least win one game. But do you want to spice it up a bit? Do you, How about this? They'll beat any team in the playoffs for a fact other than the Rams and the Saints, which will be a toss-up. So I'll give you that no matter who they face in the playoffs... Unless it is the Rams or the Saints, where it will be a toss-up. Sure. They'll walk away with the win, I'll guarantee it. Uh, who? They'll walk away with the win in the wild card game. <clears throat> You're guaranteeing yeah. it. Yeah. So, if the season ends, I'm saying so they're even playing if, Minnesota. Even if another team upsets the Saints or the Rams, right? And they have to face someone else, they'll still win. Unless it's the Saints or the Rams, and then they, I think they still could win, but I'm just saying it's not a guarantee. Ah, man. Hmm. Do I think they could... So, your contingency is a double contingency, right? They have to make the playoffs, which they're gonna gonna do. I mean, I'm with you. Their strength of schedule is shit. They play one other team that they could maybe lose to. And that's the Colts, by the way. I don't even think they're gonna lose to Philly, right? I mean, let's be honest. Do you think they're gonna lose to the Colts? I I think that if there's a team that they're gonna lose to, it's gonna be the Colts. How strongly do you feel about looking Colts? Absolutely. Uh, Where do they play? They're playing... I'll tell you in a second. Do they play at Indianapolis? They're playing at Indy. I think the Colts win that football game. Are you sure? I'm pretty confident. So do you want to change the bet? Do you want to change... Is it a tripod bet? Are we doing tripod bet? Do you want to make it... Well, we can do the playoff one if you want, but do you want to rather make it that I will guarantee that my Cowboys beat the Colts? So you think your Cowboys are going to walk in Indianapolis and beat the Colts? Beat the Colts, make the playoffs, 
hands down be anyone other than the Colts or the Saints or the Saints so, or the Rams. Listen, I, I, that's challenging, okay? Because I say that only because right, the Indianapolis Colts have nobody except for one guy. I mean, your team literally does have right. I mean, you have a good defense, Leighton Vander Esch playing like a fucking top five linebacker right now, right? Uh, you got Byron. I mean, you have you have pieces, okay? And the Colts have nobody. Okay, but I still think the Colts win that game. By the way, uh, yes, let's do that. We're gonna bet on the Colts okay, winning the game. Okay, let's wrap this up because I have like five different things down. So we please <laughs> right, just yes. pick one. Yes. Okay. So I, I think the Indianapolis Colts are going to beat the. Uh, I think the Indianapolis Colts are going to beat the uh, the Dallas Cowboys when they play them. I also think that if the Cowboys make the playoffs and go into the first round of the playoffs, they lose first round. Okay. So there's the double bet. All right. So two weeks from now, Indianapolis Colts, Dallas Cowboys. You taking the Colts? And you're taking that if the Cowboys make the playoffs, they will lose before even getting to the Rams or the Saints. Correct. So that'll be the bet. We'll word it out easier for Rachel after the show is over. Sure, right. But that way, at least the viewers know, let's move on to your fantasy corner. All right, cool. Let's go fantasy corner. Fantasy corner, fantasy corner, fantasy corner, uh, uh, fantasy corner. All right, so here we go. So we're going, we're going fantasy corner really, really quick. So uh, I hope you all liked uh, last week's episode where I had helped you guys dominate your goddamn fantasy leagues. Well, guess what? Luckily for all of you listening in, we're going to do it again. So uh, so take some notes, okay? Really quick on the fantasy perspective. Here's what's an interesting stat, okay? Actually, he's not on my running back list, so no spoiler here. But uh, my boy, Christian McCaffrey okay, down in Carolina, okay, is the only player, well, I mean, let, let me let me, let me me rephrase. So it, through the first 11 games of the season, he's had 600 or more yards rushing, or 700 or more yards rushing, and 600 or more yards receiving, okay? The only players to ever, ever have more than that in the history of the NFL, there were only four. Two of them are currently Hall of Famers. The two that are not, David Johnson, Roger Craig. The two that are Marcus Allen and Marshall Falk. That's Kevin's boy. Listen, all I'm saying is McCaffrey's having a hot year. If you picked him up in fantasy, if you're in a dynasty or a keeper league, I have you him got in my him. Keeper league, yeah. Listen, he's what's up. So, uh, so congratulations, right? Um, I'm gonna start with quarterbacks. I'm only doing quarterbacks, running back, wide receiver. Um, although I fucking dominated the tight end boards. I don't know why I'm not doing that again. <laughs> but uh, anyway, I'm doing quarterbacks, running back, wide receiver, okay? So here are your quarterback locks. I got two that you're really going to think about uh, that are going to be good picks, and you're going to have one that you're going to question me on, so I'm going with it, okay? Starting quarterback to keep it spicy. Uh, we're starting with Kirk Cousins versus the Patriots, okay? I think you got to start them. Uh, I think Cousins is doing good. I don't think they're going to win the game, okay? Say, that's saying something no, since you're not a fan no, no, of Cousins. No. Uh, listen, I'm not, but I, I think he's going to do well against the Pats. Uh, I think they've got a lot, a lot of weapons on offense. I don't think they're winning the game. The Patriots, under Bill Belichick, are 64-13 and 13 in December. Incredible. I mean, the best record of any team in December. So uh, I think the Patriots are going to win that game, but I think Kirk Cousins is going to certainly give them a run for run for their money for sure. Uh, he's used to playing in a little bit of colder of an environment, so I don't think that's going to scare him a whole hell of a lot. I think he's got a tremendous amount of weapons on that offense that's really starting to piece together right now. I think he's going to put up some serious fantasy points, so please start him in your league. I'm glad to hear you say that considering I have him starting in my one league, so perfect. hopefully that happens. Uh, perfect. You'll, you'll, be, you'll be pleased after this weekend. Uh, Phil Rivers versus the Steelers. Another obvious matchup, right? Phil Philip Rivers is playing lights out football. You know he's going to solidify himself as a as a top quarterback in the league yet again this week when he plays against the Steelers. Steelers not a whole hell of a lot of, of tremendous work going on there in the secondary. They're giving up some points, and Philip Rivers is going to be the guy to capitalize on it. Start up Philip Rivers. The other one. This is the only time we had a fan question on this last year. This is the only time we're ever going to talk about this guy probably ever, and it's Ryan Tannehill. Okay. 
Ryan Tannehill coming back. Uh, he's placing. The he's bills? facing. The, he's facing the Bills. Uh, the Bills have been number one in fantasy points allowed for a quarterback this season. Okay, so I think Ryan Tannehill. He's, got, he's still got some weapons there. Um, I think he's got a little bit to prove. Bills don't have a whole lot to fight for. Obviously, um, I think it's just going to be kind of just one of those uh, shitball games. But I think Ryan Tannehill comes out on top. I think if you're especially if you're doing a DraftKings league. Um, I think that Ryan Tannehill is going to pay off for you. You know what I mean? You're going to be up for, for, for pennies on the dollar, really stack the rest of your roster, and I think he's going to give you enough points to compete in your league. I would suggest not mentioning Giraffe Kings again until we're sponsored by them. <laughs> Fair. <laughs> so um, you heard that Draft Kings executives that obviously listen to our podcast right, every week. Fandle. We're all about Draft Kings. Um, so running backs, right? We're rolling right into running backs. Uh, James White. Uh, again, you know, he's playing Minnesota. I think he's a good matchup. I think he's going to make a lot of sense. Uh, the Pats are going to re- re- be relying on him a little bit. You know, Minnesota's got a tough secondary. Mike Zimmer, the head coach there, obviously huge time defensive minded guy. So um, Xavier Rhodes, I think he's going to. I think he's going to have something dialed up for the. Uh, you know, for the uh, for the Patriots. Listen, he helped Kirk Cousins outplay Aaron Rodgers last week. I think he's going to be able to do something similar. Again, not enough for the win, but I think he's going to do something similar. What might be able to help you there is that I feel like Tom Brady's going to be under pressure, so he might have to go to more dump passes, which James is right in James White's wheelhouse. Absolutely, 100%. So we had an interesting uh, talk prior to the podcast. Nothing on my fantasy segment, really, just a general debate on uh, Yeldon uh, versus Hyde in Jacksonville. Who is going to get the most touches and the most carries? Um, and we had an argument back and forth. Lacey thought Yeldon, I thought Hyde. So for that reason, I'm going Carlos Hyde versus the Colts. The reason why is because <laughs> you're like, I have fantasy, so I really hope you're wrong. But um, the only reason why I think Carlos Hyde, right, is because I think you can bank on Carlos Hyde getting more guaranteed touches out of the backfield, right? I mean, listen, from a running back perspective, right, he's going to get more carries, okay? Receiving yards, Yeldon's going to be in on those downs. I mean, I get it, right? I mean, he's certainly going to get more more yards that way. But I think from a guarantee perspective, uh, from a carry standpoint, I think it's going to be Carlos Hyde, another guy who you can get cheap, right? Yeldon's going to be placed ahead of him from a DraftKings perspective, from a dollar amount standpoint. So I think you pick up Carlos Hyde and really get some points, enough points again to stack the rest of your roster and really win you the game. I think what you can really count on is banking on him being a disappointment because no matter whether he's been San Francisco, Cleveland, He's constantly let me down. He's the one I don't agree with you. Continue. Fair. Listen, I hope you're wrong <laughs> for my fantasy segment. Uh, last but certainly not least, uh, Joe Mixon and the Bengals. Joe Mixon and the Bengals coming up against Denver. Uh, I think Joe Mixon is going to have a, a lights-out game. Uh, listen, not just because the Red Rocket is down. But oh. but the other thing is, right, you got A.J. Green coming back, right? So A.J. Green's back in action. Um, you know, he's going to obviously be a little bit of a distraction. No matter who's a quarterback, A.J. Green keeps your defense honest to at least some degree, right? Uh, just because of the raw talent that he is. So I think Joe Mixon's really going to take off. They're going to rely on him a lot, and I think we're going to see a lot of flashy plays from Joe Mixon. Again, against a Denver defense who hasn't lived up to their hype, who hasn't been playing with the potential they have been, and uh, you know, I think they're, gonna, I think Joe Mixon's going to That really should be a really good running match, running back match in general with him and Lindsey for yeah, Denver. Yeah, absolutely. So. Yeah, no doubt. Lindsey, what a rock star early, right? Um Wide receiver group, I'm going to go with two names that you really, really know. Uh, number one's going to be Doug Baldwin, which is interesting because I took Tyler Lockett last week uh, in Seattle, right? And, and obviously he didn't disappoint. But right now you've got Doug Baldwin coming up against the 49ers. It's going to be interesting how the 49ers defense play Doug Baldwin, right? A little bit of a deeper threat, big-time hands guy, probably matching up against R- Richard Sherman, right? Doug Baldwin has not been that flashy the past couple weeks. They've been trying to force him some passes, but it hasn't diminished his targets. Okay, Doug Baldwin's still seen a tremendous amount of targets over the past three games. He's going to continue to see that. Uh, Russell Wilson's got a lot of rapport built with him, and in those clutch situations that I think the 49ers defense are going are to put him in, 
I, I just think Baldwin's going to be the guy. I feel like he's going to fare out this game much better than Lockett. Because of Lockett's outstanding game last week, Doug Baldwin's stock dropped a little bit, so his price isn't as high. So again, I think you can get him for a steal in a one-week pickup league. I think you're just a closet Seattle fan. because I fucking hate the you're, Seahawks. You're like the, you're like the Homer Simpson the meme fail where he, Mary. he fades into the bush wearing a Packers thing, and then when he returns, he's wearing a Seattle Seahawks uniform. <laughs> you know? so. Yes. Um... Another receiver going up against a, uh, a Jets secondary who struggled at times. I'm taking Corey Davis in Tennessee. Uh, Marcus Mariota has obviously had some tremendous games. Corey Davis is the man, and I really think that he's going to get a lot of targets, a ton of targets this week. Uh, and I think that's going to help them, obviously. Uh, you know, I think they're going to win that football game big time, and I think Corey Davis is going to be a big part of it. So I'm sorry. I'm just... I, I'm sorry if I freaked you out. I'm making orgasm eyes over here because I'm a big fan of Corey Davis. Oh, okay. That's what that so, was? It yeah. scared the fuck out of me. You're going to a coma. <laughs> Well, I mean, he does one or the other, but continue. Uh, And my last pick of fantasy period and my last pick of wide receiver that's going to throw a couple people off, right? We talked about it from a running back perspective. Joe Mixon going off versus Denver. Here's a name. Here's a name you're you're hearing me say for the first time this season. Cortland Sutton. Cortland Sutton, uh, you know, receiver for the Broncos. He's going to go off against Cincinnati. I really, really feel that way. Uh, he's going he's gonna to have a favorable matchup for sure. Uh, Cincinnati secondary gave up a ton of fantasy points against opposing wide receivers. Cortland Sutton is the guy that's going to break out this game. And uh, I think we're going to have a lot, a lot of huge impact and a lot of great potential coming out of him. So uh, please start him up in your fantasy league. Somebody else who still isn't going to break yet. They're not going to break the bank, but they're going to put up huge points. I'm telling you. They're going to overachieve. I actually really like that choice because Cortland Sutton has been growing in that offense as the year went on. They moved to Marius sure. Thomas. And so even though we can't really trust Case Keenum, other than Emmanuel Sanders, he's going to be looked at for the ball. It's not a good Against defense. the Bengals secondary, yeah, so, that hasn't done anything. Yeah. yeah. So I like, I like how this episode you went for more of a DraftKings perspective. But again, yeah, for sure. Because I figured that like when people are looking at our, us from a fantasy perspective, we're so late in the season right now that we're they're, they're, these players aren't pickup players. Really. So you're trying to buy their love by winning the money? I'm trying to buy their love by winning the money. Yes, absolutely, okay. 100%. Well, I thought that was a pretty good segment. You know, you did pretty good last week, and I thought this segment was even better. So we're, we're, ex- we're excited to see Ooh. how this goes. Ooh, um, I, hope, I, I hope, hope some of those work out because, like I said, I have them on my team. So I'm hoping you're right. Good. Um, Perfect. You guys ready to move into picks and the show? Picks and the show. Let's do it. Yeah? Yes. All right, let's do it. So, as always... Rachel goes first. Huh. Rachel goes first. Has to. Drew's, like, being very competitive because he's mad that he, we still got outpicked in the first week. He's like, <laughs> you know what? I'm tired of stealing my picks. Make right. her a pick first. So, all right, first game, Arizona at Green Bay. Keep in mind, keep in mind. Who's <laughs> trying to convince me? Nah, I'm not, I'm not even going to try to. I'm not even going to try to. Keep and you don't, You don't know the... Uh, go ahead. <laughs> keep in mind. I'll go Green Bay. I was going to say, keep in mind, you have to live with a Green Bay fan, so <laughs> okay, yeah. keep that in mind. And because the other times I didn't pick them, so I so, had to. Yeah, listen. It's I, a pity pick. It's a pity pick. I'm obviously taking Green Bay as well, only because the Packers are super hard to beat at home. In order for them to, to make the playoffs, they've got to win out, and they've, got, they've got to rely on some other teams, which could happen, but you know, I, I think it's... Listen, and that being said, Aaron Rodgers in the media has been receiving so much shit, okay, where he's been compared. I've, I've, I've seen him compared to Jameis Winston. I, you know, there's been so many off-the-wall comparisons this week on Aaron Rodgers and what he's doing this season and, and you know, his ability to, to be successful at quarterback position. And if we know anything about Aaron Rodgers, it's when you back him into a corner, there's no quarterback in the league that you want more. And uh, I feel like that's where he's at, and I feel like he's going to go off. And uh, Green Bay for Listen, sure. Listen, all I'm saying is that this – 
Arizona offense has been growing as the season went. Agreed. They have weapons in Christian Kirk and Larry Fitzgerald. David Johnson's been doing better. Rosen's growing. And Green Bay has been spiraling. Agreed. So with that, I'm sorry. I'm going to have to say I'm taking Green Bay. I'm like, I was going to say, I can't really? take Arizona as much as I want really? to. And I love Josh Rosen and oh, yeah, Kirk I love and Josh Fitzgerald. Rosen, sure. I just, I just want to say, for the sake of my sanity and Drew's, I hope that they win. <laughs> so, Thanks. Appreciate uh, it. Sure. All right, next game, Baltimore at Atlanta. Hmm. Baltimore. Ooh, she t- she took a second for those who didn't get to see her, but Ooh, she took a second. But she took Baltimore. I'm taking Atlanta. You're taking Atlanta? Mm-hmm. Any reason why? I think that we've seen enough to expose Lamar Jackson. And the way that he can fit in that offense. Um, and I don't think the defense they're playing this week is as, as forgiving. Although without uh, Keanu Smith, you know, I, I think that I think they're going to be. Yeah, I, think I feel be. like that was a, a well uh, put reason as to why you were taking that. It was well well thought out because you just couldn't say it because I picked the other team. <laughs> Fair. Thank You're you. Like, yeah, well, you know, because Rachel picked the other team, so I gotta pick the well, other one. <laughs> well, I mean, no, I'm serious. You're both anyway. not wrong, and I agree for why I'm taking Atlanta. I'm just, again, it's gonna make it sound like I hate Lamar Jackson, and I don't. Okay, I just think he's being overhyped. Okay, the fact that teams haven't seen him play, everyone's like, oh, look at what he's doing, but it's a lot in the running game and not the right. passing game. But remember who they're going up against, right? They're going against Dan Quinn, yeah. the founder, arguably, of the Legion of Boom. I'm just saying I'm tired of hearing about Lamar Jackson already. So with that and knowing how Atlanta could play, I'm just taking Atlanta this week. Uh, next game, Chicago at the New York Giants. I feel like I already know Rachel's pick. Giants. Giants. All right. <laughs> Yeah, I'll, uh, this is going to be an interesting game because uh, Trubisky's out again. Yeah, but they won last week when I took Chicago and you guys didn't. That's true. That's true. They did win last week. Um, man, this is going to be – I feel like this is going to be a good game for some reason. Where's it at? New York? It is at New York. Oh, Meadowlands. Let's go. I think I'm taking Chicago. <laughs> Rachel's like, yeah, let's just go. I'm taking Chicago. <laughs> You're taking Chicago? Are you yep. sure? 100%. Um, I've been flailing back and forth on this game. Uh, there was actually two or three games last week before when I made picks on the show. They were different from my DraftKings picks, and I lost them on DraftKings when I won them here on the show. Um, I feel like this game could go other way. I took Chicago last week, so I feel like this week it's a gut feeling. I have to take the Giants. I feel like even though they're losing, they're playing better, and I'm and Saquon's just doing so much. Hopefully the Giants don't take him out of the game after he's already tearing up the team they're playing like he was Philadelphia last week. I'm taking the Giants. I'm rolling with them this week. Buffalo at Miami. Uh, Miami. Taking Miami? He beat Rachel to the punch this time. I was going to say Miami too, so it's okay. You're taking Miami? Twinsies. (laughs) (laughs) The level of excitement there was out of control. There was a quick shake. Well, you know, it ruins it. It makes her saying that almost makes me want to pick Buffalo because I wanted to take Miami, but she's like twinsies and like... But no, I'm still taking Miami. It's all about the Minka. Um, Right? Seriously. Minka for sure. Denver at Cincinnati. Cincinnati. She's taking Jeff Driscoll Bangles. <laughs> Jeff Driscoll Bangles. She must love yeah. some AJ Green. Or you must have convinced her with Joe Mixon. You know, I'm going to be honest with you. I'm also taking Cincinnati. Are you kidding me? You're taking... Uh, all right. I'm not going to ask your reasoning. I don't know if you're just trying to 
buy into your fantasy advice. I am taking the smart pick. I'm taking Denver. So I'm taking Denver. <laughs> the smart pick. Well, yeah, you should know by now I'm the smartest one on the show. Yeah. That's Going right. next, oh my God. LA Rams Brains. at Detroit. Uh, the Rams. 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 She's like, I'm supposed to go first. Sorry, she's like, I don't want to agree. That was but... too easy. That one was too easy. Carolina at Tampa Bay. Rachel first. Tampa Bay. Okay, Tampa Bay. <laughs> Marking her down. Wow. I'm taking Carolina. Carolina, yeah, obviously, for sure. <laughs> Whatever. Because Carolina has something to play for. They had yeah. someone to play for last week, and it was a very good game against Seattle. Oh, you know what tremendous. I mean? So, tremendous. going against a, Tampa, a, a deficient Tampa Bay team, just like the Lamar Jackson thing, I'm so over the whole Jameis Winston thing oh, and people barf. giving him chances. Well, he did pretty good last week. Yeah, I don't give a fuck. All right? I'm taking Carolina. They're going to get their skulls beat in. Okay. Take Menzel Carolina. did pretty good at AM when he could throw up to Mike Evans. Too. Right. Um, Cleveland at Houston. Mm, Houston. Good. That's the smart pick. Mm. Baker Mayfield picked the, the, the Houston Texans over his own team just now. Remember, she's the Baker Mayfield of this show. That's true. That's true. <laughs> um, at Houston, right? At Houston. Oh, Jesus. Yeah, I, I've, I'm taking Houston. I don't even. I can't believe he gave you that much trouble. I, listen, I like Cleveland Brown better than a lot of people, especially with how they've been playing this year, especially how they played last week. Oh, incredible game! But I'm rolling with Houston. Got my boy Deshaun Watson sticking with my pick from the beginning of the season. Houston's gonna roll, get their ninth win. Hundred percent. Yeah. I had to back up my uh, my number one player taking my fantasy league. Me. So <laughs> I drafted you number one. All right, right. Are you ready? Indianapolis Andrew Lux. Versus the Jacksonville Jaguars. Oh, well, I guess Indianapolis. <laughs> she's taking the Andrew Lux. I really thought maybe I could convince her to pick against us because she's so sick of us talking about nah, it. Nah, Colts for sure. If Take... I agree with you guys, then you guys don't have to talk about him anymore. Because oh, if I disagree, then you're like, Oh, but Andrew Lux is this and he's this and he's this. Oh, God. So, I'm just going to go. Okay. Sure. All right. So, Colts. I'm going Colts. New York Jets at Tennessee. Uh, I'm Jets. taking... Ooh. I'm taking Titans. <laughs> J-E-T-S. Jets. 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 Drew's taking the Titans. Listen, I'm a big fan, and I was before the season started, and I'm glad to see that the season's actually backing it up of Mike Frable. Oh, yeah. And a lot of the pieces, young pieces they have on the team, even though I'm not, even though I think Mariota's just, eh, okay. He's all uh, right. I'm, I'm taking Titans. Um, Kansas City, the huntless Kansas City Chiefs, at the Oakland Raiders. Does that change your pick? Uh, yeah, Raiders. Wow. Wow. She is taking she is taking a field full of future first round draft picks versus a just Kareem Huntless. Uh listen. I am taking Kansas City. We all forget how well Spencer Ware did. Uh he's gonna have the opportunity to do it again. Kansas City Chiefs. Can, uh Hunt's former team going up against his future team. Um, I'm, <laughs> I'm going to take, I'm going to take the former team. I'm taking the Chiefs. There's still That's just too much talent on there. Minnesota at New England. New England. Okay. All right. I'm taking New England as well. Listen, Belichick is 64 and 13 in December. No way. Another gut feeling. I'm going to roll 
for I mean, this, I feel like this should be a pretty decent game to begin with. I don't think it'll okay. be a runway one way or another. Right. And they're playing in New England, so you gotta feel between that Gronkowski it's being so back hard that you have to take New England. So I'm taking the Vikings. I I'm taking the Vikings because it's a gut feeling. I feel like they're playing decent. I still think Thielen's gonna add on to his hundred yard game streak, and I feel like that defense is enough to limit a struggling Patriots offense. I'm taking the Vikings. San Francisco at Seattle. 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 Wow. I didn't think it'd be that. No no faith in Nick Mullins? No? Okay. Um, I'm taking <laughs> no, Seattle. Just, just <laughs> okay. Uh, I mean, I thought it'd be a little bit more of a con, not contest, but at least a discussion. Because um, San Francisco's not horrible compared to some of the other teams oh. out there. But I'm taking Seattle. LA Chargers at the Pittsburgh Steelers. Pittsburgh, right? Yeah. Pittsburgh. Okay. Yeah. I'm starting to see a thing here. Pittsburgh for Rachel. What, what do you mean? What thing? Chargers. Same way I knew you were going to take the Giants and the Jets. Oh, okay. And when I do the next game, that you're going to take the Eagles. Oh, okay. <laughs> no. You're taking the Chargers? Yeah, of course. Okay. Drew's taking the Chargers. I feel like this is going to be a close game. It's really, they're playing in Pittsburgh, and that is the only reason I'm taking Pittsburgh. If they, if they were playing in Pittsburgh and they had Melvin Gordon... I'd probably be taking Melvin Gordon. But they're playing without Melvin Gordon, even though they have a good back in Austin Eckler. But I think Listen, Melvin Gordon has not been Melvin Gordon this year, even when he was in. He hasn't been playing in elite Melvin Gordon standards. I mean, Melvin Gordon came into this year. We both had Melvin Gordon coming into this year as a top five running back, without question. Okay? He has not lived up to anywhere close to top five running back. I mean, I shouldn't say anywhere close. He hasn't lived up to the top five running back standards. So, last game, Washington at Philly. This is probably the best game on the board. I'm taking the Eagles. Ooh. Oh, you going to me? You want to, you want to pick last? Oh, yeah, okay. I'll pick gotcha. last. Sorry, sorry. Uh, I'm also taking Philadelphia. So you think it's close, but you're still taking Philly? Only because of the quarterback situation. I can't trust Colt McCoy. I love Colt McCoy. Uh, listen, I think Colt McCoy actually, to be honest with you, based on what he experience he's had in, in that offense, I think he's actually done pretty good. Oh, I just want to throw it in here before Rachel makes her pick because I forgot to bring it up when we were talking about the Mason Vosers thing. Just another reason the Washington Redskins are pieces of shit. All right, continue. Washington. Wow. Okay. Are you going <laughs> to just because I said you're going to pick the Eagles? I will never pick the Eagles. I probably did before, but I don't want to. Okay. okay. I was like, enough. you definitely did before because it was fair a Pennsylvania enough. team. But all right. Um, well, with that, that's our picks. That's our show. Any closing comments, folks? No. Time for bed. Time for, wow, time for bed. Just for straight for straight for the bed. Uh, yeah, no, listen, I got nothing. Uh, the only thing I have is if you've listened to this episode, okay, and you haven't yelled at us on Facebook for some reason or another. Yet. Fuck yourself, okay? No, seriously, though. Fuck yourself. I mean, if you if you listen to this episode right and you haven't reached us out on Facebook right and you haven't haven't talked to us, haven't engaged to some degree, uh, it's not that I don't love you as much, but I don't love you as much. Like, come on, get involved, help not us out, let's announced. rock and roll. Um, yeah, that's really all I got. Just get I, engaged, just get rock and roll. We want to hear from you. My one uh, going uh, farewell is I just want to bring up how as as much as I love Good Morning Football and Kyle Brandt and. Well, them on there. I was watching the Kyle Brandt show earlier. Fuck Kyle Brandt. And he had on someone from PFT and Barstool Sports, and they were they were saying how they're doing something called their Mount Rushmores. Yeah, come on. And, and the fact that they were the ones that came up with the first and created and then proceeded to put on people for their Mount Rushmores, and 
my jaw literally dropped because that is the biggest load of horse shit I've ever heard. Clearly, as much as I'm glad that they're listening You're to welcome, this show. Brad. You're welcome. Okay. And that we have viewers. Um, that's, that's bullshit. We've been doing it since late spring, early summer. Yeah, fucking complete horseshit. And we do one for each team. Now, all of a sudden, they created it, and they're running with it. They can eat my ass. Um, <laughs> Listen, Brant, okay, full disclosure. I love Kyle Brant. Kyle Brant sent us an email about about coming, leaving ESPN, coming and helping out and being a host here on the show, and we didn't take him. Okay, so there it is. It's out in the we air. We took Rachel instead. We took Rachel. Wow. Kyle Brant, fuck you. <laughs> Obviously, that didn't happen. We signed an NDA. But I feel like I should tweet at him or something and maybe maybe get on the show to defend our case but with that and my little bit of rant and bitching i'm gonna say goodnight to you folks remember that there's always room on the couch for you guys and there always will be we hope you have a good night good night good night go back up